morning. It is 10.53 and this is Real Talks. Right now, I am just laying in bed. My baby is sleeping. I should technically be sleeping right now. You know, that's what the doctors say. When he sleeps, you should sleep too. But it's just like, that's just too hard because babies sleep for weird amounts of time each time and I have a three month year old now and you know he is like kind of starting to grow out of naps like he wants to be awake more and he's starting to tease and so I'm just dealing with all this stuff and like the doctors didn't tell me he would start teething at two months the estimate they gave me were like six months he started teething at two months and he was premature you know, he was born four pounds. Like, you didn't warn me about that. You didn't let me know that this was going to happen. Like, I, I just, it's just so much. Like, being a mom is a blessing. And I absolutely love it. I would do it a hundred more times. I would go through all the pain. Like, I love it. But, you know, there's things that people tell you, there's things that don't people tell you, like, right now, at this point, I don't know, honestly, I shower maybe once every couple weeks, maybe once a week, I don't know, I'm just so exhausted and tired, I don't want to move, I don't want to do anything, I just want to lay in bed, plus I'm trapped in a house due to the COVID, just so much, like, I haven't shaved my legs, like, no, scratch that. I haven't shaved anything since, like, labor, practically. Like, I told you, he's three months old, so it's been three months, and I'm freaking, my legs are starting to look like I got wolf socks on. Okay, this is, like, the hairiest I've ever been, and I'm just, I just just don't want to do it. I don't want to deal with it. And every time I take a shower and brush my hair, like, clobs of hair just fall out like what the hell like I'm losing so much hair and I mean I was told that before I got pregnant because I went to BB school and I knew that was something that happens after you have your baby some woman lose hair and it's not a big deal I have a lot of hair it's okay if I lose some it's just the fact is like at a time like it's just like the second my hair gets wet hair is just falling out and if I take a brush to it like the brush gets filled up with hair and it's just it's gross it's just so gross like I mean I can lose some hair like my hair is too thick anyways but like oh it's just so much and like my hair my legs is growing in in patches some's growing in faster some's growing in slower like what the hell man and I had to get an emergency c-section and I definitely told those mofos to tighten that shit up down there Uh, didn't happen but they should have like that would be nice you're gonna slice me open might as well just take the skin and pull tight you know get that shit away from there like a c-section oh my lord god I mean A lot of people don't really ask to go in a C-section unless, you know, they absolutely need to. And, like, most, you know, average people, when you see a C-section, you know, it's usually... I mean, I just saw videos of it. I never expected that I would have to go through that. 
And so, like, I was aware of what they were doing, but, like, I was just, like, shooketh that this is what I have to go through. And, I mean, they drugged me up, of course, and so I only remember things here and there. I remember feeling the, uh, you know, the antibacterial cleansing crap they put on you. And a lot of pushing and, like, shoving, like, my lower body shifting a lot. I remember them counting their tools before and after and asking about it. I remember when they gave me the epidural, I asked what the street name was for that. And so, I, you know, like, there's things here and there that I remember. I do remember that it was just... I wasn't even the first person to hold my baby because I was just in so much just blah. Like, I think it was my best friend or my mom who did. Because right after I had him, he got put in his little medical bed. And I was in uh, in my bed in a recovery room for about, like, two hours. And then we got moved to the, you know, postpartum rooms or whatever. And I... Still didn't hold him yet because he came in his own little hoodie thing and he was with me for about a night and at like 5 p.m. Monday. I had him on a Sunday at 12. At 5 p.m. on a Monday, he got taken to the NICU because he was too small and he had to get a feeding tube and that was just so much. I was not prepared for that, you know. It was really hard. I'm a first-time mom. I'm single. It was just, I was doing it by myself. It was so hard. And once I got discharged, he was still in NICU. And I mean, I quit smoking when I got pregnant, but I needed a cigarette. And I didn't want the hospital people to judge me when I would go outside. So just say I'm going for a walk because hospital air is just like, it's too clean. Like, it gives you a headache. And I would just, like, walk, you know, up and down the streets, like, swinging my arms, smoking a cigarette real quick, and then taking off my robe, going back up, you know, I brush my teeth, wash my hands, change my clothes, I do all the precautions. I just, I didn't want them to know that I was so I just didn't want to be judged. But I was stressed out. I needed one. And... I'm also the mom, you know, who smokes some weed, you know, I smoke some before I go to bed, I smoke a little when I wake up in the morning, I don't ever let it affect me, and, and how I take care of my son, and I don't ever smoke it around him, you know, I take very good precaution, I don't want it to affect him at all, I don't breastfeed, I feed them formula, so I don't got to worry about that. It's just, you know, people jump to conclusions and mom shame hella hard all the time about, like, the smallest things. I've been mom shamed for smoking weed, mom shamed smoking cigarettes, mom shamed over the way I dress, the way I take care of myself, and it's just like, it doesn't matter how I take care of myself. It's all that matters is that he's taken care of. You know, he gets a bath every day. He gets fed every day. His clothes get changed every day. Whatever, man. Let me be me. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I don't want to take a shower. Maybe I don't want to change my clothes. Okay? Let me be me. Let me wear my wool leg socks. 
Let me feel like a cricket. Let my legs glisten and whistle in the wind. Like, just leave me alone. Stop. Like, I'm not trying to impress anybody. I ain't trying to get a man. That's the last thing I want right now, okay? I just had a baby. I ain't thinking about no man. And when my baby daddy came into the hospital, he didn't want to tell me he was living with his girlfriend. He was like, I don't want you to be jealous. I'm just thinking, are you serious? Jealous right now? Like, I just had a baby. Oh, yeah, I'm so jealous that you're living with your girlfriend. Uh, no, ma'am. Take that crap. Get out of here with that bullshit. Like, I'm not done. I like, just had a baby and you're turning over here. Like, stop lying to me. Like, oh my god, he was just, he's such the biggest liar. I cannot stand him. And you know, I'm trying my best for my child to have his dad in his life, but he is not doing his part. You know, he doesn't ever buy him anything. He rarely ever texts me and asks how he's doing. He's only seen him four times and he's three months old. Like, he... I get mad at him because his hoes will come contact me and say he's doing this or he tried to get me here or whatever. And then I'm just like, dude, like, why? Why is this happening? And I keep telling him he needs to get his shit together. And he gets all mad at me. Like, what are you going to do this by yourself? You can't do this by yourself. A child needs a father, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but at this point, you're not a father. You're like an uncle. You know, uncles come and go, they do other shit, like, you're practically an uncle, sperm donor. So, I mean, you can't get mad at me if he calls, if one day you come over and he calls some other guy daddy. Like, that's just how it's gonna go. You know, that's not my fault. That's just the way it goes. You don't want to be a part you don't want to ask. You don't want to come by, you know, these times are crucial. He's three months old, you know, he's starting to sit up, he's, he's, you know, visualizing more, he's looking at faces, really taking things in, like, if you want him to call you daddy, you better be here and let him, you know, feel comfortable with you, like, every time he comes over and he holds the baby, he holds him so weird, and it's just, when he holds him, I just want to punch him in the face and be like, dude, what the fuck, like, stop holding him like that. Being a mom has, I want to say, like, rose my anger. Like, I was pretty mellow and chill before, and I had, you know, a pretty long fuse. But now, as a mom, I have such a short fuse, especially when it comes to my kid. Like, I never thought, you know, I had, like, 13 siblings, and I grew up around kids. And I was like, I'm not going to be one of those helicopter parents because... I, you know, been around babies so much that I know that's just unnecessary, but I am. Because the second someone does something wrong, I'm just like, Ugh. have you ever seen a mom bear try to protect her cubs? I will kill you. Don't do that. Like, follow my fucking rules. Follow my rules. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> I have so much anxiety when it comes to him. Like, don't speed. <laughs> Don't hold him the right way. Don't kiss him. And I mean that. I feel like that's just normal parent stuff. But some I've met some parents that are really lenient on that. Like, uh, and it's usually you know, second kid. Just you know, they're like they're chill about it. But it's just like I 
want my kid, you know, to grow up a certain way because I didn't grow up in the best way. And I, my mom had me at 17, so she was young. And I had him at 21. So, you know, I just want him to grow up a certain way. I want him to be raised, you know, way better than I did. And I see these videos on how to make cute lunches for your kids. And I want to do that so bad for him. I want to get to the age where I can start feeding him food. Because, you know, so far I'm doing pretty well on the things that I said I was going to that most moms say that they don't do. Like, I regularly do his laundry and I fold it and I put it away where it's done. It doesn't wait a week. Mine might wait a week, but his doesn't. Everything of his is always stocked, put away nicely. His bed's always made, his diaper's always changed, you know, his bath is always done, he's always had to change fresh cl- change of clothes every day, I might not, but he does. My clothes might sit, but his doesn't. Our room is, because we share a room together, is clean because you know, I move around the room so much with him. But, you know, that's the things I mostly, you know, said I wanted to keep doing is, you know, you know, keep tidy, keep on a routine. And I do, you know, he sleeps through the night. I, we wake up around, you know, seven or eight. I feed him a bottle. I lay him back down for a little bit. Um, and then we get up and we play and I try to hold off a, a bottle a little bit longer. I try to, you know, do three a day and maybe a little stacking here and there just, you know, to get it, you know, spread out more, and then, you know, he'll go back down for a little bit, but then we'll have struggles getting him down until he might be a boy longer, so, you know, and anywhere from, like, 12 to, like, 3, we usually struggle with the, you know, what is going to happen next type thing, (laughs) and so that's kind of difficult, and then, I will feed him. Uh, he usually eats anywhere from like, you know, eight ounce, nine ounce, 10 ounce bottle. And, you know, he's only like 10 pounds something ounces right now. But he eats a lot. His dad is really tall and really skinny. And he was, you know, he was born at four pounds, but he is super, super tall. And um, he's pretty skinny, too. Like, he's not really, like, chunky or filling out like a normal baby would. It's really just, you know, he's just growing lengthwise. And, I mean, his head's getting pretty big, too. (laughs) But I will feed him a whole, like, eight-ounce bottle. And we'll take him back. And maybe I'll feed him another ounce or two. And then uh, we'll read him a book. And I'll turn on the sound machine or play lullabies. And I'll lay him down and turn off everything and leave the room for a little bit. Um, he might, you know, fuss a couple times because he really hates being swaddled. So I really just put him in those pocket things with a zipper. And, you know, he swings his arms all the time and he'll knock the binky out of his mouth. And then that's when he'll cry. And so I have to run downstairs a couple times before he actually goes completely down. And put the binky back in his mouth. And eventually he'll go down. And sometimes, you know, I put him in his crib, but, you know, here and there, he might wake up. And, you know, I just don't want to keep running back and forth if it's, like, in the middle of the night. So I'll just put him in the bed with me, and he'll sleep, you know, throughout the night there. Or sometimes he'll sleep in his crib till, like, 5 a.m. 
and then you know get cranky and I'll change his diaper real quick and I'll lay him back down with me you know it's one of those things and I mean I know I'm supposed to take naps with him because so I can get my sleep but I just can't do it I can't I don't know why you know I just can't do it like in anywhere from like you know 12 a.m to 3 I just have such a hard time sleeping like I'm so uncomfortable I'm tossing and turning and I don't know why like ever since I've had him I can't sleep on my stomach anymore it's weird like I was such a stomach sleeper and all I wanted to do while pregnant was sleep on my stomach and now that I'm not pregnant I can't sleep on my stomach anymore it feels weird it's so uncomfortable I can't do it and now that I'm not pregnant, I still sleep like I'm pregnant. Like, find my own pillows, a pillow here, a pillow, two pillows in between my legs, my pregnancy pillow over here. Like, I still sleep like I'm pregnant, and it's ridiculous. And I think that's just because my body is still in that mindset because I did have them early. I know it takes about, like, a year for your, your body to heal, But in my mind, it's just like, you see these girls that, you know, will do their before and after pics. It's just like, they bounce back so nice. It's just like, why am I not bouncing back so nice? This is like the heaviest I've ever been. And I know I got something precious from it. But it's so hard. This is the heaviest I've ever been. I've always had so many issues with my body. And all it does is just drag me down. And I try this, and I try that, and I do this, and I do that. And due to the quarantine, I just, you know, I'm stuck. All I feel like I want to do is just eat all day. Because what else am I going to do? I just want to eat and eat and eat. And I do. And I can't stop myself. And I try so hard. And it's not necessarily like I'm eating big things. I'm just snacking so much. So it just adds up at the end. And I just, I don't know what to do. It's just, I try, I even bought some like bands to do stuff here and I try to do stuff with the baby, but I just have no energy. I just, I don't want to do it. I, <laughs> and I keep telling myself, I can do it, I will do it. And I, you know, I made a little bullet journal and I tried all these things and I'm like, I'm gonna do it, I will, I will. And then I don't. And then I just feel depressed and dragged. And I just feel like I just wasted a whole day away. And, you know, due to this, my days just feel so mushed together. I can never remember what is what. And I just want to see my friends. And I just want to show off my baby to people. And all my friends who had babies around the same time I did, you know, I want to see their babies and have them see my babies. And it's just, I'm stuck. And I'm in a rut. And I'm tired of being at home. And I want to have a reason to shave my legs. And I want to get my nails done. And my freaking eyebrows need to be done. And my hair. And it's just feeling like a damn wildebeest right now. It's just like pregnancy was the craziest thing I've ever went through in my life. Like, honestly, that's how it is. Like, I got back knee. I got chest knee. I got crazy amount of acne. I'm losing my hair. My face is rounder. I cannot recognize myself when I look in the mirror. No one told me this. No one prepared me this. The books did not say that. 
they said, you know, this is what you might feel, but they just made everything sound like such a miracle. Even the morning sickness, they made it sound like such a miracle, but it wasn't. I was so sick, I could not eat. Like, I was losing weight more than I was gaining weight, and then it would go away, and then I was eating so much food because I wasn't getting food for the first half of my pregnancy. And then I gained so much weight at the end because that was when Thanksgiving was and Halloween and Christmas and there was just so much food going on. And then I gained so much weight and then I had them early and I couldn't, you know, when you produce milk you lose some weight and I just couldn't produce milk. My body wouldn't let me do it. I tried all the lactation drinks, all the pills, I did everything I could and my body just couldn't do it and it made me so upset when I just, I couldn't do it anymore. He was having trouble latching on because he was so small. I couldn't produce enough milk. I was maybe producing an ounce between both of them for like 20 minutes, maybe if I was lucky an ounce. It was just so sad. I could not take it any longer. I just... I gave up. I was like, I can't do this. He was already partially formula fed anyways, and so I just strictly formula. You know, I I felt so bad, and it sucks because I wanted to breastfeed him so bad for that bond, but I just couldn't do it. I was getting so frustrated. He was frustrated. I couldn't do the whole feed, um, feed try to breastfeed him, bottle feed him, and then pump. And then wake up in another couple hours and do it again. I was not getting sleep because I'd pump for so long. Because I wasn't getting anything. And so I just, I had to make the exact decision. Like, I just can't do this. I can't. And, you know, people told me that's okay. You know, that's fine. Not everyone can do it. And I know that. But it's just so sad. It's like a bond between a mother and child. Like breastfeeding is. And you see... It's just, you know, something I was looking forward to. I just wanted to do it so bad. And I couldn't. Just I, I felt just awful that I could not do that. And, like, I had preeclampsia. And it's just, at the end of the day, it was just, like, my body telling me. I just, I can't really do, give you children, homie. Like, I really can't. You know, your body is not the best made for children. My ovaries might be fine. My eggs might be fine. But it's just my insides. It's just, like... You know, I struggle. I just, I can't. I can't hold a child bear for you very much. I can't do it. And so I'm hoping by, you know, I straight up got birth control in right after I had him. They're like, do you want to get your, you know, your six-week appointment? I was like, no, you know, put that shit in my arm right now. I ain't doing this shit again. No, ma'am. And so I... About time this birth control wears off, I just hope I've lost a good amount of weight and, you know, can find someone to try to have another child. You know, I don't want them to be too far apart. You know, I want to have another kid and, like, right after I had them, I'm just like, I want to have another one. I don't know what it was about me. Like, thank God I had birth control in because I just want another baby. I want to do it again. Like, all my friends now that are pregnant, and it's just like, oh my god and so like I have so many friends that are just like now recently pregnant and then friends that have already had children that are pregnant again it's just like I'm pregnant again like they're doing their cute little photo shoots and I didn't get to do that because that time you know I had them like a month early 
I had to go to the doctor so often. I just didn't have enough time for that. I was so sick. I couldn't do any of the fun stuff. That was so awful. And I just, you know, my mind, I just hope that the next time I get to do it, it's just going to be so great. And I just wanted, I wanted to take the photos. I want to do the things. And I missed the chance to do all the, you know, the cool, fun pregnancy things. And now I have a chance to do the fun baby thing. You know, and it's just sucks that you're doing this by yourself. Like, I broke up with my ex on a Wednesday, and I found out I was pregnant the following Saturday. And part of me wishes that I didn't, but he was just so bad for me. He cheated on me, he lied from lied, he stole. Like, I just, you know, I just wish he was with me doing this part. I just wish I had a partner to do it with. Like, you see all the cute couples taking the belly pictures and just loving on each other and the dad's so excited and I didn't get that and I just I was one of those people that I couldn't talk to my stomach when I was pregnant I don't know why you know I held my stomach and everything but I could not talk to it I just felt you know this just couldn't feel real to me I, I just this was not real to me until you know they cut me open and there he was and it was just a beautiful miracle, I cried, but he was like so much whiter than me. I make such like brown, but his dad's white, but I did not expect for this, my kid to be a straight white boy, blue-eyed white boy. So that was, was just a lot. And he's beautiful and I love him to death. And he's just the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. It's just, it's exhausting and it's you know sometimes he just cries and cries and I don't know what to do anymore I don't know what to do I just I feel lost and I feel stuck and I feel that if like I don't know I if I ask for help I feel weak like I don't want to ask anyone for help even when they say hey you know don't be afraid to ask me for help I'll do it I'll do it you know and I'll tell them, yeah, sure, thank you, but I won't. Even if I need the help so bad, I won't ask. You know, I'm struggling. I, I want someone to clean my bottles. I just want a good night's sleep. I want someone to watch my kid, but I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to say anything. I won't. I don't know why. It's just an instinct I have. I just, I can't. I don't want to say anything. I just feel like it's going to make me feel weak. And, like, a burden. And, like... My ex's mom is super sweet. She's so nice. And she's like, you know, let me know. You can always come over and stuff. And it's just like, I I don't want to tell her when those days come. I don't even want to talk to my own mom about it. I mean, we don't have the greatest relationship anyways. But I don't want to ask for help. It just just freaks me out. Uh, Well, because I got to cut this short. Baby's crying duty calls thank you guys for listening so much have a great day